This is Everybody's Talking with Layla. Hey, thanks for joining me for this week's episode of Everybody's Talking with Layla. This is the podcast where we dive a little deeper into the stories that are taking up the majority of your conversations on social media, the stories that you, your friends and family can't get enough of. We're going to get to the latest episode of Game of Thrones in just a moment, plus the death of director John Singleton. But first, we're diving into the story that was breaking news Tuesday evening out of Charlotte, North Carolina, the shooting on the campus of UNC Charlotte. Uh, I saw hashtag Charlotte Strong trending on social media. A very sad story. The last day of classes. Police say a gun then went into a classroom and opened fire. Two people are dead. Four others were injured. And of those four who are injured, three of them are in critical condition as of Tuesday evening. Police did make one arrest. They think only one person was involved. They arrested 22-year-old Tristan Andrew Terrell. According to the local TV stations in Charlotte, North Carolina, he is a history student at UNC Charlotte. Uh, some reports say he may have recently dropped out. The Associated Press did talk with Terrell's grandfather, who is living in Arlington, Texas. And according to what he told the AP, uh, Terrell moved to Charlotte two years ago with his father. That's all police have released at this point. There's no motive at this time. Is there ever a motive for something like this? This is just heartbreaking and tragic. Uh, North Carolina Governor Roy Cooper told reporters that this needs to stop. He says parents should not have to worry about their students when they send them off to school. Isn't that true? They were getting ready at the campus for a free concert that evening. Rapper Waka Flocka Flame was supposed to perform. That concert obviously was canceled. The exam schedule obviously had to be put on hold. And graduation is coming up in about a week. Uh, The exams are canceled through Sunday. That coming from uh, the school releasing that statement on its website. The exams are canceled at least through Sunday. Um, They're going to reassess and figure out that schedule. Plus, graduation services are coming as well. Uh, Just a sad day. I saw some video that really upset me. It was video that um, many reporters were on the scene of this guy being carried off into the police station. The reporters asked him a question. He looks back at the camera and he smiles and then says something. When I say he, I'm talking about this guy who was arrested Uh, for the shooting. This coming, by the way, just three days after the shooting at the synagogue outside of San Diego, where one person was killed. A 19-year-old was charged with one count of murder and three counts of attempted murder in that shooting. This was on the last day of Passover. Witnesses in the synagogue said that this guy was yelling out anti-Semitic slurs as he opened fire. And on Monday, family, friends, the community gathered to bury and and pay tribute to Lori Kay. She was the woman who was 60 years old who was killed in that shooting. Meanwhile, back at Charlotte, there is a candlelight vigil planned for Wednesday. So a lot of love and prayers to the families, the whole community there in Charlotte and the school of UNC Charlotte, as well as the families who are grieving outside of San Diego where that synagogue shooting happened. Another story that people are talking about on social media, the death of Director John Singleton, a groundbreaking director. His movies are part of my lineup of movies I've watched growing up and movies I've loved over the years. Uh, Some of these big stars you know today got, got their breakthrough with John Singleton movies. John Singleton was 51. That's it. He was 51. He had a stroke and died after that stroke. Uh, The timeline being apparently he had some leg issues, some leg pain. And he went to the hospital to get that checked out, the weakness in his legs. Then he had a stroke at the hospital. And then about less than two weeks later, his family took him off life support. So he died at the age of 51. 
Uh, if you didn't know John Singleton before he was trending on social media, John Singleton became a, a name when it comes to film directing with his debut movie, Boys in the Hood. And that wasn't the only movie that we knew him for. Boys in the Hood, Baby Boy, Too Fast, Too Furious, uh, Poetic Justice. Those are some of his big movies. Higher Learning. He also co-created the FX series Snowfall. But in 1992, at just 24 years old, John Singleton became the youngest person and the first African-American, by the way, to receive an Oscar nomination for the Best Director category for his movie Boys in the Hood. That film also was nominated for Best Original Screenplay. It didn't win in either category. Doesn't matter. That was a win in itself, being nominated in that that time. Um, This was his debut film. It was based on his own experiences, his own life. So if you didn't know in the movie... We, we got to see Cuba Gooding Jr. as Trey. And so, by the way, Trey's life was based on the real life of John Singleton, who, you know, was living with his mother and then went to go live with his father when his parents were divorced. It was Cuba Gooding Jr. who played Trey. Then it was also Ice Cube who played Doughboy and then Morris Chestnut. And he played Ricky. These young black teenagers just trying to survive daily life, going to school. South Central Los Angeles, and we're, we're watching their lives amidst the violence, right? And the gangs, fatherless homes, drugs, guns. This is my movie. I mean, this movie right here, Boys in the Hood. I can quote it. That's how many times I've seen it. It's one of those movies when it comes on, you just watch it all over again. Even when it comes on TV and you know it's like a two-hour movie or hour and a half, but on TV it's like four hours, but you can't turn it off. It's one of those movies. And one of the best lines from the movie was toward the end. This, and I'm going to spoil it if you haven't seen it. But if you haven't seen it yet, you had 30 years to watch it. Right? Almost 30 years at this point. But it's when Ice Cube, um, who's Doughboy, is, you know, had watched the news because his brother Ricky was killed. And there was nothing on the news about Ricky. And he told Trey, Cuba Gooding Jr., either they don't know, don't show, or just don't care about what's going on in the hood. And then later Doughboy dies. I was just, come on now. But aren't you just, weren't you just rooting for Trey to just get up out of there? Yes. By the way, um, John Singleton actually wrote the Boys in the Hood screenplay while he was at USC when he was in college. He wrote it at USC. So what a, what a great accomplishment for him to write this in college. And then this being his first movie he directed. Didn't know he said a lot about directing. Had to learn as he went. But he was determined to direct his own movie. Turned down money to have somebody else direct it. He was going to direct his own movie. And good for him. Uh, he leaves behind five daughters and two sons. He's also survived by both of his parents. Uh, by the way, so John Singleton did have high blood pressure. And so his parents wanted to make that clear for people just to get their numbers checked. Just just know your your numbers, people. Make sure you get your blood pressure checked, especially African-Americans. Uh, the American Heart Association says 40% of African-American men and women have high blood pressure. And in the African-American community, high blood pressure develops earlier and it's usually more severe. So make sure you're getting your blood pressure checked. Actor Tyrese Gibson was one of the many actors who was, as I say, put on, just, you know, really got their breakthrough role uh, because of John Singleton's films. And so he put a lot of heartfelt tributes on his social media, on his Instagram in particular. He had a picture of John Singleton holding his newborn daughter. He said John Singleton was going to be the godfather. Uh, He also talked about how he and Taraji P. Henson went to go visit John Singleton in the hospital. They prayed over him and he said they really felt like John Singleton was going to pull through. He took it really hard. Uh, Tyrese was in 
Baby Boy. His co-star in that was Taraji P. Henson. He played Jody, who they called Baby Boy in that movie. Um, he also played in Too Fast, Too Furious and Four Brothers, another John Singleton movie. So he worked with John Singleton a few times. Taraji also had her own tribute on her page, just about how he, John Singleton just really gave her a break. When no one else in the industry would give you a break, like he really gave her a break. Ice Cube also tweeted that he not only made him a movie star, but he said John Singleton made him a filmmaker. He said, there are no words to express how sad I am to lose my brother, friend, and mentor. Janet Jackson, who played in Poetic Justice with Tupac. She shared a picture of herself with John Singleton, and she said, you gave me my first movie, my first Oscar nomination, and so much more. Thank you for all you have given to the world through your work and all you have done for black culture, women, and young filmmakers. Again, John Singleton, dead at the age of 51 after complications, after having a stroke. Very sad. Let's give you some stories that will uplift you, make you smile or laugh a little bit here. First one's going to make you happy, and that's a play on the song from Pharrell Williams because he's happy, and he should be happy because that something in the water fest was a reason to be happy, Pharrell Williams. I was sitting here in Los Angeles wishing I was back in Virginia Beach, hanging out at the oceanfront. They had the something in the water festival. The hashtag SITW was definitely on my social media feeds all weekend and into this week, actually, uh, as people shared videos from the concerts. They shared pictures from some of the seminars they went to at the convention center. And they also just shared their their thoughts about how wonderful this was for the area, for the city of Virginia Beach and all of Hampton Roads. Pharrell Williams came back to his hometown with this festival. He's from Hampton Roads, Virginia Beach. He's always talking about his city and how much he loves it. And so he brought this festival. And it wasn't just, oh, here's some concerts, right? It was a whole movement, you know, about just music and, and community and love and unity. That's what I got from watching the videos and the pictures and from what people told on social media about what they experienced. It was like a love fest because y'all know Virginia is for lovers. So something in the water. It was the inaugural festival and Pharrell decided to bring all his friends. You got to have Missy Elliott, right? And Timbaland, Virginia. We love them. He also decided to bring out Diddy, Travis Scott, Pusha T, Snoop Dogg. Busta Rhymes, and there was a surprise performance by Jay-Z. Was Beyonce there? I don't know. Although I saw some rumors on social media that apparently she was there. She was just backstage. But I'm like, if Beyonce was there, honey, you should have came on the stage. That would have been even better. But, you, I mean, that lineup was amazing. And I'm not even naming everyone. He had a pop-up church service on Sunday on the beach. And during the pop-up church service, they had uh, Kirk Franklin and Mary Mary. They had a big lineup there of gospel singers. So congrats. Pharrell, I am excited. You know, people were skeptical and there were some naysayers. Y'all can keep all your skepticism, your naysayerism and your criticism. It was a success. So congratulations to Pharrell. Hats off to the 757. It was a huge turnaround from from previous College Beach weekends that may have been marked by drama and violence. This was nothing but love and it was a lot of fun. Apparently from all the videos I've seen, I had a lot of fear of missing out going on FOMO as the young kids say. But next year, because I'm thinking there's going to be a next year, it looks like he's doing it next year from what he's been saying. Uh, Next year, I plan on being there for something in the water. And I also want to give a shout out to y'all Game of Thrones fan. Y'all are some loyal fans. Game of Thrones. I don't even know what y'all are talking about 99.9% of the time on social media. I'm confused, but y'all are loyal. 
Y'all talking about your Daenerys and your Jon Snow and your Arya, Arya, whatever her name is, honey. I don't know what's happening. Pookie and them, y'all are some very loyal fans. So if you don't know like me, and I think there's like three of us who don't know because the whole world apparently is into Game of Thrones. According to my social media, I'm like the only one who's not. But we are now into uh, season eight, episode three. And apparently this is the episode everybody's been waiting for for the last eight seasons or seven seasons. It was 80 minutes long and it was called The Long Night. It was a long night. A lot of people died. (laughs) Spoiler alert. (laughs) That's all I know because I don't know their names. I can't tell you who died. I just know people died. And it was apparently dark. (laughs) So people are still talking about the Battle of Winterfell. Now, how does this fit in? This is just me thinking while I'm talking, as I tend to do, talk to myself. How does this fit into winter is here, winter's coming? Has winter arrived? Did winter arrive and now y'all having the Winterfell battle? I don't know what's happening. But according to People Magazine, 17.8 million of y'all know what's happening because that's how many people tuned in. 17.8 million It shattered ratings records, but there were some complaints (laughs) from the fans. This is what y'all are mad about. (laughs) The battle scene was too dark. (laughs) You should be mad at all the names you can't pronounce. And the fact there's a 5,000 characters that should have you upset. (laughs) The battle scene was too dark. So the cinematographer behind that episode, I, I love the shadiness coming from the cinematographer. He goes, He's talking to all these different media outlets about why was it so dark. He says, it's a dark show. You should watch it in a dark room on a TV, maybe not a cell phone that's streaming it. Did y'all get your notepad and paper out? Take notes so I can tell y'all how to watch this show for the final episodes. Because you know it's the last season. So if you haven't figured out now how to watch dark scenes, here you go. You should, once again, watch the dark show in a dark room on a TV. Uh, the cinematographer told IndieWire <laughs> in an interview that a lot of people don't know how to tune their TVs properly. So make sure you tune your TV properly. But bottom line, he said, I am not apologizing. This was a great scene and it was dark for a reason. It was a whole mood. <laughs> anyway, if you are not a part of this bandwagon, I would suggest you don't just jump on now because you got to go figure out who all these characters are and how to pronounce their names. That's my advice. But if you want to jump on the bandwagon, fine. Game of Thrones is back on on Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern time on HBO. So it's a Sunday night thing. I didn't even know that. (laughs) Winter is here. It's coming. Winter fell. That's all I know. Hey, before I go, I have to tell you, I went to go see Avengers Endgame. Oh, Oh, my goodness. No spoilers here. No spoilers here. It was so good. It, it has its funny moments, obviously, as those Marvel movies do. And, and you're on the edge of your seat. And I did get sad. You may cry. But I will give you one little bit of advice. And it's not really a spoiler because it's like after the movie. And I'm going to spoil that part because I sat 30 more minutes for no reason. Now, you know, at the end of these movies, these Marvel movies, there's like the music's playing. And then like five minutes into the music, there's a scene. And then the credits roll, right? And you got 7,000 names. So 30 minutes later, after they tell you who swept the floor and who painted the window, then they show you another scene. So you get like these two bonus scenes. No, honey. No scenes. So when the movie goes off, pick up your little popcorn, pay your little tab if you're doing one of those dining theaters, and go home. Don't wait 30 more minutes 
and have to get stuck in rush hour traffic like I did because there was no bonus scene. You know why? It's the end game, Layla. <laughs> Go check it out. It's breaking records at the box office left and right. And it was really good. Oh, it's really good. Okay, so you can subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to this podcast. Everybody's talking with Layla. It's on Apple iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. And make sure you follow me on social media. That is at Layla Muhammad TV on Instagram and Facebook and at Layla Muhammad on Twitter. Have a great week.